0: Hey folks, thanks again for tuning in here for episode 35 of Renegade Butcher. The audio got a little bit rough here at the beginning. I pre-recorded an intro trying to save myself a little time for the show prep. And uh, I think the data connection just was not the best. So it was a little bit rough. But if you can make it through that, the uh, audio for the Spice video ought to be pretty good on that side. And then we get into the interview with me and Kyle and the audio should be pretty easy to listen to so apologize for that but if you can hang out for that first five six minutes uh, it does get a little bit better hope you guys enjoy the episode have a great day hey guys welcome again to the renegade butcher show got an awesome show lined up for you again tonight we've got kyle is coming back round four we're gonna be talking about breaking down pigs and processing them But we've had some awesome interviews going on. If you catch last week's last Tuesdays, be sure to cycle back. You can catch up with Tiffany over there from Backyard Butchery up in Oklahoma. Great interview. We talked for about two hours. We're going to be talking with Kyle here in a bit. I was on brian my buddy from the lost project podcast last night he interviewed me about all the new stuff i have going on i was going to do a big update interview for y'all but we covered most of that last night as well as doing some giveaways on his show speaking of that since we're at episode 35 now coming up here probably in may we will hit episode 50 we're going to do some big giveaways for that i really want to try to push this and get uh, the youtube following built up if i can get over that thousand we can monetize some of this stuff and Start helping it uh helping make it pay my internet bills so that's the goal uh, share this stuff you got friends that like this sort of information that uh, you got some extra counseling around I don't care what you do we can get to a thousand thousand followers on YouTube by the time I make the episode 50 I'm gonna give away one of the seasoning of the month clubs yearly subscription to one lucky person on the 50th episode so hey that's $150 value. you want your hat in the ring for it, help me get up there. There's going to be other stuff I'm going to give away regardless, even if we don't make that goal. But I think it's something we can do. So let's get everybody together in the community. Let's push. Let's get that going. I announced last night that, yeah, not only all the fun stuff at RenegadeButcher.com, with the coffee, the seasonings, all the fun stuff I have, all the merch that's available, I'm also now offering a huge discount with the Survival Podcast if you're a member of the Member Support Brigade you can check that out go to the website to renegadebooks.com and see uh you know who all i'm collaborating with we have got partnerships listed up there you can click down the top tab and it's going to show everything to do with the revival podcast as well as the copy collaboration so get in there check it out and uh yeah be sure to push this up pump it up let's get that big giveaway going on here you got something you want me to offer as uh you know a giveaway here as a community member let me know we'll make it happen that being said, we're going to do that weekly Seasons of Freedom video. Put that out. Everybody badgered me the last few weeks. They all wanted to see Ginger. She got outvoted. This week, I had to cave and do it. So, as expected, I had to have a little bit of fun with it. We'll see if this gets taken down from all the social media places. Some kind of copyright violation. But, here we go. We're going to play that. I'll come back to y'all. And then we're going to air Live with Kyle. See you in a bit. For it and here it is we're covering the much requested ginger Don't tell me
1: what, you want, what you really really want God damn it stop it Kyle.
0: Did you know that ginger has been used for over 5,000 years as a digestive aid and anti-nausea remedy? It's one of the most used spices in the world and comes in numerous forms including fresh, dried, pickled, preserved, crystallized, candied and powdered or ground. Ginger originated in Southeast Asia specifically in India and China. Its use in India and China has been known from ancient times. Ginger is a rhizome of a flowering plant with the same name, ginger. The root we use as a spice and as a medicine since ancient times. Ginger has many herbal uses such as treating nausea, vomiting, colds, coughs, menstrual cramps, headaches, arthritis pain, and more. It's been used as an anti-inflammatory agent. Ginger is also used in culinary dishes such as soups, stews, curries, stir-fries, and baked goods like gingerbread cookies. And the gingerbread man! You're a monster! Fun fact, ginger ale was invented by Thomas Joseph Cantrell, an Irish apothecary and surgeon in Belfast, Ireland, in the 1850s. But John McLaughlin modernized it in 1907. Ginger ale was originally a soft drink with no alcohol content. You'll find it referenced often today is used to help with stomach aches and for good reason because of its ginger content. I hope that you enjoyed this. Thanks for listening to the Season for Freedom series. Please like, share, follow. Let me know what you want to hear about next week.
1: Oh, there must be some way I can thank you.
0: No thanks are necessary. But
1: there must be some way I can. <laughs> well, if you insist the customary way, we'll do. Ah!
0: Oh, there we go, folks. As you can tell, we had a little fun with that. If you're listening to the audio side, well worth popping on YouTube or audio or any of the other video platforms and checking it out. That's funny. Or you can go follow me on YouTube. Please go follow me on YouTube if you're not share it with your friends. Follow me on TikTok. You know, we'll see how long that stuff stays up. But anyways, guys, we're going to go ahead and bring Kyle back on. Let's get roll Hey guys, sorry about that. That intro kind of sucked as far as the audio goes. Uh, it had that background music and I guess it sort of drowned things out a little bit. But it seems like, well, I pre-recorded that intro just to save myself a little bit of time in case I was running late to get things going here at the beginning of the show. And, uh, well, apparently the quality wasn't the best. So, lesson learned. I'll to try the local download next time. Anyways, here we are bringing Kyle on and uh, let's go. Hey, Kyle, welcome back to the show. Who's that guy? We've never seen him on here before. Uh-oh. I don't hear you, Kyle. Your microphone might be muted. I can't hear you. And you're you're real choppy on the video, so it could be you. It could be me. All
2: right. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. There you go. All right. Sorry. Headphones won't work for some reason. Ah, it happens. A little less choppy, or is it still... Uh,
0: the video's kind of choppy, but uh, your audio's good, so we'll, it'll be all right. All right, all right if we drop off or something like that, we can always you can always kill the uh, the video, and sometimes it helps if you got a, a shitty signal. Hell, last right. night I dropped out on uh, Brian's show too, so you never know.
2: Right, exactly.
0: Oh uh, shit! So what you got going on, man? What's new?
2: <sighs> Nothing much. Dealing with a bunch of random pig sex, which is awful, but breeding breeding pigs not fun. I yeah. wasn't doing it personally, just for anyone worried. But I was hoping you weren't doing it personally. It
0: doesn't work too well that way. I mean, unless no, you're... it does. Yeah, it does. not
2: But no, we just ended up getting a new boar, and uh, I thought one of them had already been bred. We were hoping, so we'd have piglets for May, mm-hmm. and then they both ended up going into heat, and one of them just really got her taken. back blown out down for oh. three days. It was like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> farming
0: <laughs> yeah yeah the
2: difficulties oh
0: yeah. yeah trying to run the old uh the old pig breeding operation you never know what's going to happen you know you're right. responsible for it all
1: yeah
0: uh, well so, it's always stressful when you get a new boar too because you never know how he's going to take it and for me it's the sows always seem to be the ones that if they have a that, problem i would i would much rather deal with a cranky boar than a sow
2: oh absolutely pissed off and my selves, su- my guilts are sweethearts, but they're also yeah. just like they're new. They're guilts, like they're yeah. trying to figure it out. Yep. And so yeah, it's been interesting. And I'm very lucky that my boar is a sweetheart. Like he's just a big dog. Like yeah. you can go up there, and if you start like rubbing down his ear, he'll full on flop onto his side.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, one of the belly rubbers. Yeah, exactly.
2: But he looks like he'll murder you and your entire family. So oh, he's got that's that. that the fun he's part. got that wild pig look to him. Yeah. He sure does and I love it.
0: <laughs> oh shit. So well, hey, you wanted to talk about uh pigs this time around. We never really got around to that. We've been talking about breaking down mostly focused on beef and stuff like that. So
2: Yeah. You can do figured, a lot of that. I figured we summed up beef enough. There's not much yeah. after that except like talking well, except about except the actual
0: cuts and all the intricate Right. Took, breaking you know? down cuts. <laughs> right. That's but yeah, point. I mean, there, there's not a whole lot that goes differently when it comes to uh, to pigs, as far as a, the actual breakdown process. But at no. the same time, it's uh, it is different. It's, it's it doable. is yeah. It's a little bit easier to do at home, but absolutely. the actual I find the hardest part is the actual kill, the actual slaughter yeah. itself. That is more finicky than it is with beef. You get that right, the heavy lifting part,
2: nowhere That's, near yeah. as bad. Yeah. No, absolutely. And it's gotta uh, be a pretty
0: big pig to have to quarter it too. So, most of the time, oh, uh, yeah, your, your I, actual I cooling is
2: achievable. Yeah, I haven't had to quarter one here personally yet. We did a couple at the USDA plant, but
0: I've only had three that I had to quarter, um, and, and they, they were huge. They were all 700 plus hanging. Oh,
2: absolutely, yeah,
0: huge. Once you get to that point, it's just,
2: yeah, it's, yeah. It's That's not even beaver.
0: manageable. Even if you could, if you can't hang it and it's not dragging on the floor, it's what are you going to do once it's chilled? You know, yeah, I'm not it's too heavy. You're looking at yeah. damn hook. You know,
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's not going to happen. Um, right. And I have a setup now to where it's a little bit easier, but like you're still doing the going to people's houses and doing depending all depending on that what I'm doing. Like, like, yeah,
0: depending yeah, on what it's like, it varies. Yeah exactly right. now, if it's something know. that big I'm I'll probably just break it down into primals I'm, like, I'm not even gonna mess with it you know at that right. point but most the majority of the time when somebody's dealing with a pig you're looking at 100, 150 aside you know oh easy
2: yeah yeah that pretty a manageable usually, yeah usual max around here every now and then I'll get a one that's like 170 aside and it's like well this sucks but because again, when it comes to carrying, it's completely different than doing anything with a beef. Like it's kind of like a hind quarter, but also completely not. Like it's more
0: compact. It's more like a yes. bulldog in far as far as the build. And not that beef isn't, but with pork especially, everything is greasy. Everything. Everything. There's nothing you yeah. touch that isn't greasy, no matter how cold it is.
2: Yeah. No, we had uh, the winch go down at the plant one time. No, and no, it was, and it was pig day, and the worst. And it was like the end of the day, but it was like we were working on. It was like probably 150 to like 160 pounds aside, mm-hmm. and I was the tallest one, and also the dumbest one. So it's like I guess I'll get up on that ladder and start breaking that down, and like because. What I found, which is nice, is like the the H-bone in that on the sides fits mm-hmm. perfectly, like right here. So it's just a oh, perfect yeah. grip there. But I'm also on a rail system that's 12 feet in the air on a ladder yeah. that I have to take all of a sudden. Your, like, your
0: margin for error is really,
2: really low if something it's goes bad. so bad. It's so bad. And, of course, at the last minute, because now everyone's crowded around because they're like, well, one, we're either going to help or we're going to see something hysterical. Oh, and my buddy is behind me, like, kind of like bracing. And one right. of the Packers just smacked the back of his hand. So all of a oh. sudden, he's just grabbing my ass. And I'm like, as I take all the weight, and I'm like, I'm going to murder all of you. <laughs> like,
0: uh huh. Yeah. Yep. They're all watching, like, okay, either this is going to be the most awesome thing we've ever seen or he's going to die. And either way, we're here for the show. Right.
2: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Oh, Robin here asks, uh, she's been seeing people talking about skinning pigs instead of scalding or scraping. What do y'all think? Where do you sit on the scalding, scraping versus skinning, Kyle?
2: I have actually never scalded a pig.
0: I don't so, want it. It's not worth no. it to me. It's not, like You can go down to the corner store and you can buy uh, pork rinds for about 88 cents a bag here. Exactly. I've never, ever, ever found it worthwhile to no. boil water and scald my own skin off while I'm in the middle of scraping the hair off of a pig. It's just if you're set up for it, if you have a facility set for that and built with like a rail system and dunk tanks, I can understand it. But self reliant by yourself, it should just skin the damn thing. It's not worth it for the skin.
2: And I don't think it's I like because I see a lot of people, especially a lot of first time people, like on YouTube and stuff like that. They feel like they have to
0: the old fashioned way to do it.
2: Yeah, and it's like don't tell people that. No, like don't like we're professionals and it's like i've never done it i don't know how often you've done it but it's probably not fun and it's like you don't want to do it
0: i've been involved in one at one time when somebody insisted they were going to do it and i said if you're going to scald it you're going to scald it i'll help but i am not i don't no. come from that background yeah. i'm not doing that and i don't have the equipment to do that like we got an old clawfoot bathtub we got boilers. Well, we're going to do it. I, I've watched some YouTubes. My grandpa, grandpappy did it. And I, I saw him do it one time. I'm like, how old were you? He goes, probably six or seven. This is, well, on, you. This is on you. fucking genetic because it's going to suck. <laughs> I'll be there. You're paying me. I'll be there to help you clean up the mess when you fuck it up. And I did. I mean, they, they got a good bit of it off. There was probably, I think we ended up skinning out the whole hindquarters and part of the shoulder and the neck. Yeah. And I tried the best I could. Right on the bellies because they really wanted rind on bacon now and that's a big thing in some areas in the south especially with older folks uh they they really like the rind on bacon and i get it i I, there's a lot of recipes that use it but for me and if i'm raising my own it's just so much it's not worth it pigs are harder to skin than beef but i i i don't like doing poultry so the last thing I want to do is try to replicate the process of poultry in something that I actually oh. it kind of enjoyed the process of. Exactly.
2: Like yeah. I, in my opinion, like, like, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's, it's not yeah. worth it, but also yeah. it's like, it's, it's a lot I of work for just a
0: little time. bit of, a little bit of gain right there too. You know, right. now, I right can not, understand right on like, a duck, a
2: big up here like so it breaks people... my heart
0: to ever, to, to skin a duck and have to throw away that fat. Cause it's amazing. Right. But there is no shortage of fat on a pig.
2: No, There's not.
0: If there is, it's your fault and you should have been feeding it before you killed it.
2: Exactly. Oh, I I get plenty of those. Um, But like I get all the time. It's like, oh, well, I need the skin on for smoking because right on Mm -hmm. like bacon isn't big up here. It's not at all. I'm like, and I look at him like, when's the last time you had skin on your bacon? Oh, you need it for the smoking process. I'm like, no, you don't. When in fact was it actually the time you slows
0: it? down the absorption of the smoke. Exactly. It doesn't get too like, to meat itself. <laughs> yeah, you don't well, see, it it see it on store shelves camps. down here. There's a few small, like hole in the wall, little butcher shops that will sell it, and it's a specialty thing. People act right. like it's, it's the end all be all. It's like, why don't you? Why can't you go down to the HEB or the Kroger or the Walmart and buy rind on bacon? Because there's nobody does yeah. it. You know.
2: Um, and yeah, just time and cleanup and all of it like especially in a mobile setting again if you're set up for it perfect but if you're not the
0: other thing is depends on climate too think about it like down here in texas i've got about two or three months where it's actually kind of cold kind of ish i got eight so right (laughs) but still so down here though think about that
2: pork oh yeah no it's gonna go ranting
0: faster than anything else right i'm trying to work fast i've already got a 20 to 30 minute uh, time span if I'm quick between when I put that a bullet in that pig and I get it in the cooler ideally right right now I'm adding another 30 40 minutes of putting it in hot water heating it up to its core hotter than normal and then scraping it to hopefully get all the hair off of it before I actually gut it and start dealing with that process and it's to me it's just it's increasing my risk for problems you know absolutely
2: yeah yeah I thought you were going off of like how hard it is to get that much water hot? Like no, no,
0: it's easy to get the water hot. Yeah, down that there. Hot. Yeah,
2: yeah, that, that's not the issue. But it's
0: it, the the concern of I've already but got like no, right. nature yeah. to get this thing chilled in a reasonable
2: amount of time. Now I'm adding heat. You know. Oh, and I can't imagine. I can't imagine that cavity smell after that. Like oh, it's I'm fun, sure. like
0: because you can't it, you can't freaking gut it before you scrape it. There's just that, no. That's not going to work because then you're cooking that's the, the purpose, inside.
1: Purpose,
0: yeah. 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 So you've got to do it. It's just like a chicken. You got to do it immediately after you kill it and bleed it. Yeah, yeah I don't like it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not for me. It's not for me. But I, I understand why some people want to do it, and I don't discourage anybody from trying it and learning it. However, right. it's definitely not something I would ever encourage you doing if you've never done a couple of pigs before. Learn Yo, how to do them. Just skin them first the before you decide to jump into that and try. Because you're you're literally starting on like hard mode.
2: Oh yeah. No, absolutely. And it's like, yeah, skinning pigs isn't amazing. I mean, again, good sharp knives, number one. Like, make sure, and just deadly sharp. Because the skin is a little bit thinner, depending on the breed.
1: Mm -hmm. And you're
2: dealing with, if you did it right, like an inch, inch and a half fat cap of just solid fat.
0: I think the biggest... Difference to understand if you're used to skinning a beef or a deer or a sheep or something like that is you get to you work past some difficult parts and mostly the hide is pretty loose because that animal right. will shake its hide to get flies off. So it's it's kind of it's, it's loose fitted. You get to a certain point in the skinning process, the weight of the hide almost pulls itself off. Right. right. It's just it, it's, it's easy to skin like right. they are bred to skin. But then you get the pigs every inch of that hide you have to cut off Solid. It. you do not there is not some guys i know that are really really good at it will work around the bellies and then get around to that back and get a hold of it just right and are able to pull that section i've seen that work for them and you may but if you don't get it just right you'll lose you're fat. you're, you're, you're going to lose 10 pounds of, of lard off of that oh, pig. Yeah. and you, you're just going to well, rip it down to the muscle and you're going to have pork chops with no fat on them You're going to have all kinds of problems. It's going to look horrible. So you just are usually better off, you know, taking the time and working it with the knife. So the actual skinning portion of it, 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 the rest of it is condensed and shorter because I'm dealing with a smaller animal, but the actual skinning portion of it, I would say I spend 75 to hundred percent of the same amount of time on a pig as I would on beef what I'm putting a knife to hide on.
2: Yeah. So I do that. That's how I do mine. But again, this is going to circle back to, me telling you that you need to get a goddamn cradle even for like especially for pigs i think the cradle make like for beef it kind of is what it is i enjoy having it it makes my life easy for pigs i will never do a pig without a cradle again like it it makes life so much easier because everything's lifted up
0: back to it i don't think i've ever actually done a pig in a cradle
2: because all the cradles
0: that I've ever worked with were, were beef sized and the pig would have just fell right.
2: through. My, I literally, I think I put a picture in the group of mine. It's literally yeah, just did. PT posts screwed you together did. on wheels, and it's like it's. I build. I'm going to build another one that's taller that I can. Mm-hmm. I don't have to scout uh, go over as far, but mm-hmm. it allows you to skin all the way down to like the side, and then as I lift and like take everything out like take the ball out and everything and skin down the key to it is you know where you would split the spine on Uh like where the sirloin is like that arch right there as soon as you skin past that like a half inch Uh you can just pull the rest like without a problem like you're just pulling it
0: from the loin only pretty much Yeah.
2: yeah but it's you can get it down to mid shoulder usually
0: oh yeah yeah
2: so, and I've Makes done it a couple sense. ways. I've done it whole hide. I've, done, I've split it up the spine and done a half, a half. I've done the tassel. The tassel's mm-hmm. stupid. You waste so much more time with that than it's like.
0: You spend more time setting it up.
2: Than yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. usually as soon as the pig's upright, I'll start right, usually like right in the middle, like right at the bullet hole and mm-hmm. just split right up all the way to the sirloin. Yep. And Just quick easy with the hair so i'm not cutting anything and it i can probably at this point from getting the pig on the cradle to the cooler is probably about under a half hour i would say yep Like, but again i'm not gonna
0: claim i'm that quick right now because i'm not doing the volume i used to but when i was just running kill floor if uh if i had somebody that was minimally trained working with right. me to be able to just like take feet off and prep for me and get stuff done and I I could get it done I slide it over and be like you weigh it put it in the cooler and I was just skin gut skin gut skin gut, right. four to five an hour oh but geez. but I mean you had a system down you have everything there you've got your yeah, water it's a got, matter of practice we were built for the yeah. purpose but if uh yeah if I'm out hanging from a tractor you know having a decent amount of practice under an hour if oh, I'm over an yeah. hour it's either a huge animal, something's gone wrong, or I'm just, I needed to go home for the day. You exactly. Know? <laughs> something's not right.
1: I'm, not, right. Now, I'm
0: not saying that if you take a little bit longer than an hour, you know, and you just your first one, give up. No, but once you learn it, pigs are not hard. I would rather skin and process a pig any day over any kind of poultry. I'd rather do it oh, over absolutely. sheep. Oh,
2: absolutely. You know? Oh, I hate sheep. I hate them so much. And goats. I knew you were going to say that I know So should we go back to <laughs> I feel like we stated And it, it's like The hardest part And most important part To get right is the kill So anyway Skinning yeah. So should we go back to that
0: <laughs> Right okay. So as far as the kill though Do you have any pointers there Like when it comes to hogs Specifically That people should think about No um, You're dealing with a pig And you've got You've actually got to do The slaughter on a pig For the first time What's the
2: important shit That you need to think about do your research on the shot. I think I've put mm-hmm. I've put a picture in where somebody had cut a pig skull in half. So like yep. where the bullet entry is and all that. Pig heads are tough. Like they are.
0: They're tough. They are. Tallies. There's no way about it. They're smart animals. Yeah. Got a probably a larger brain cavity than, than beef, but you're right. you've got to hit it just right at a good angle. Their heads are moving around a lot. If it's a friendly pig, they're looking at you. And that I makes the angle hard.
2: Hey, that yeah, was awful. Right. Um,
0: I mean, especially the ones that are like really tame. They're like trying to lick the barrel of the gun, you know, that's right, that makes
2: that, like, oh, that It just like, yeah.
0: It's, it's like, it, but and it's, then you feel bad because it's like a big puppy dog, you know? So you've got that oh, yeah. psychological issue too. And yeah, right. but, but their skulls are freaking hard.
2: Oh, they're tough. So there's
0: like one soft spot and you've got to hit it just right. You're, you're looking at like a spot, the size of a quarter
2: and you got it to really hit that
0: is. with the right angle.
2: And I've seen some people do it behind the ear. I'm not a fan.
0: I'm not either. Um, it's like, just it's hard to do get the, the right angle there. But I've, I've done it before on when nothing else would work, and it was right. always a follow up shot. You know, it's yeah, just not exactly.
2: Idea, you know? um, and also, I would rather be in close proximity to a cow that I missed a shot on than a pig. Oh, oh yeah,
0: no, definitely. Brian's having some fun down.
2: Yeah, I see him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um yeah no for sure no. uh, i was just going to avoid you for the most part unless you're dealing with like a brahmin uh yeah. <laughs> fuck brahmin yeah. uh but a pig yeah i'll tell you what you'll, you're going to know if you fucked it up and everybody <laughs> within a quarter mile of you is going to know and it's going to be mile. one of the most horrific <laughs> things you've ever heard or seen or witnessed get it, it right awful. the first
2: time yeah it is it i really feel we- i feel weird because now i'm thinking about the sound but i'm like ah yeah, like it's, it's just awful it
0: is, it's horrible. It really is. If, if you can, if you've never done it before, if you've got the option to get somebody who's does know what they're doing, not just somebody who's hunted before, because that's always yeah. the jackass. Somebody brings over my buddy shot a bunch of wild hogs. I'm going to have him do this and that he's never headshot an animal in his life. Um, yeah. But somebody who's actually yeah, yeah. watered a pig for that purpose in that way before, if you can get them there to at least see it and understand it helps. It helps. It may even help more if they fuck it up and you have to see that and they have to, to clean up because you don't understand why you don't want to, yeah. to, have to be in that situation. But it does happen. And it happens, sadly, more frequently with pigs, I'd say, than with beef.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, so I guess I'll say what my tip is, is how I do it now. Mm. So I have, um, I call it the kill box, which is yeah. a fun for it. But it's just a little 10 by 10. um wooden, like, fenced-in area off the pig pen that I have a gate that goes in and out. So any pigs that are going into the pig area go in through there. Anything that's coming out goes through there. But I also have customers drop off. And what I did was I just took a... I did an eight-foot fence gate for bigger pigs, just in case. And I just took a stall mat, zip-tied it to it, Mm -hmm. and put it on one of the post's in the middle of the pen and the biggest like the biggest part for me i feel is the stall mat because one it's cushioned a little bit like they're not going to whip themselves around onto that but two they can't right. see if you're yeah. dealing with pigs at all if they can see out you're they in trouble go out. because they're gonna go they can't like they're not focusing on that tiny piece of metal that's in front of their eye of like a gate they're like i don't care i'm going um,
0: a pig's like but, a cat They see outside, they want to be there
2: Yes Um But what's nice is I have it all the way open At the beginning when they drop off uh-huh. If I've got a couple pigs I'll, I, and that's the other thing Have somebody or A couple people there I never slaughter pigs alone Never, like, yeah. that's always a Phone call to a buddy like, hey Come up for the day I'll get you beer, like or I'll if it's give you like my a pigs boxes.
0: and I know them, or they're yeah, or I have a really good solid situation yeah. and everything, that's one thing. But especially somebody else's pigs, unknown situation, yeah. and pigs that are kind of what, uh, yeah. yeah,
2: even so my pigs, I will not. Yeah. Um. But what's nice is you leave the gate all the way open. It goes into the area, and instead of pushing pigs and trying to get them all spooked and running around and doing stuff, just take a quarter scoop of grain put it where there you know their head's gonna go and as soon as they start walking over there you just walk right behind them and by the Mm -hmm. time they realize what happens you need to have someone on the back of the gate just anchored pushing with everything they got and whoever's taking the shot on in the middle like right where that right where the head's gonna be and as soon as they feel squeezed they kind of seize up and freeze up of like Mm -hmm. wait what's this what's going on something's not and right real quick. Like you can just reach down in their heads right there. It's not whipping around. They're not looking up. And even if they are looking up, you're behind them. So it's good. The only thing you need to worry about is where your feet are because you're standing like the pig head should be like right where you're standing slightly behind, like slightly in front of you.
0: Right. So it's. Right.
2: Like, I've had a couple times where I've looked down and my boots are like, under the gate, and I'm like, so "You're using I a mean, pause a second, too, right? take a step back, like, because pigs is another one because I I still use 45 long cult for everything yeah. except yeah, for yeah. ghosts and sheep, and it's like,
0: yeah, that the motor there's no head left when you're done.
2: No, it's it actually the majority of the time I find it in the job, That's the majority of the time I find mm-hmm. it because I I also use the cowboy action rounds right right Because they're just solid lead and they're there's they're decent, they're decent kind of load. so um but yeah and at that point shoot it swing the gate open bleed it it's right there because it's again just it's just right there it hasn't run around or moved or anything bleed it really quick and just let it do its thing
0: yep yep now the so, uh, where i ended up uh learning as far as pigs go uh we had a chute that came into the kill floor and the right. kill box was basically three by six. Uh yes. it had slide gates that opened up so you could roll it out and get it up on the hoist. And uh it was it was meant so that cattle couldn't turn around. Well, okay, bigger cattle couldn't turn around. Pigs could dance in circles in there all they wanted to, you know, but you're right, right about not pushing pigs because there is nothing on this planet including me myself and that's hard that's hard for me to say that's more stubborn than a pig that has made up its mind i don't want to go there the, you will yeah. literally have to physically pick up and move a pig that decides it does not want to go in or out of a trailer yeah and good luck because they probably weigh more than you and they've got four-wheel drive so yeah they're way we, stronger than what you expect
2: we um, used to call it the barnstead shuffle at the shop yeah. i used to work at because we were in barnstead and it would be a board like or. Her- sometimes not even a board you're just on their ass and mm. you're just with your knees you're just pushing underneath their knees That's all you can do and it doesn't it doesn't look good for anybody who there is walking into that situation
0: th- there were multiple times it was me and another guy would just have to like straddle this pig and pick it up underneath the legs and just just waddle just waddle Oof. to carry the damn thing and the whole time the whole time, the whole brain time brain brain bloody brain murder, brain. murder and it just <coughs> yep exactly Oof. And anybody within a half mile thinks oh Oh my god animal abuse i've had yeah. people too when i was dealing with my own pigs i've had neighbors call them and be like are you killing a pig because it's screaming out there i was dealing with piglets and to move them and i was like if i was killing the pig you wouldn't be hearing screaming right the screaming's because they're alive oh <laughs> you absolutely. Know?
2: i had i had to go around oh. to all my neighbors and go hey mm-hmm. next couple days gonna be a little loud and they're like huh And i'm like my pigs are breeding so they're gonna be screaming at all hours of the day right, and they're dude. like Okay. And it's just such an unsettling um, sound. It's it hits you in the soul. I don't understand like but um so yeah, so but yeah, that is my kind of tip. If you know you're gonna do pigs for a while, you know you want to process yourself.
0: Any domestic animal, if you've got the option to be able to confine the animal so that it does not moving around yeah you're eliminating the chances there's always an element of human error there's always a chance that animal moves his head at the wrong time but it, if you don't give that animal the chance to be dancing around and moving you're you're narrowing your chance something can go wrong and when it does go Absolutely. wrong things just got a lot fucking harder for you now so well, try to make that, it deep from the start
2: and that's the nice thing too it's like because i have had a mess where it's like they move their head right at the last second and it's like mm-hmm. Yeah, they're gonna lose their shit, but it's hey, there's another round right here. Like right,
0: it's like when they're in an open pen and they start running around. You're trying to do, yeah,
2: that's never gonna. It's never a good
0: situation. Never. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Most of the time that I did the knockout, it was always with a 22 Magnum, and i only used a rifle. We didn't ever use pistol, and I was always outside of a pen. I wasn't in there with the pig. So it was always head on shot and there was nobody else behind it because of that potential, you know, and everything. So I learned that. And I think doing several thousand that way is what gave me confidence to be able to somebody can put a feeble down out in the open and I'll pop one. And it's usually going to go fine. But I never recommend that to somebody who you've never done it before. Take all of the take all of the possibility of this going bad out of the equation
2: to the best of your ability before you ever pick up
0: the rifle, pick up the pistol.
2: Even if you, even if you need to like grab a bunch of free pallets and like two weeks yeah. before, two weeks before you make or two weeks mm-hmm. before you're processing, nail them all together in a box in the middle yep. of the pen and just leave it open. Start feeding it, them in there. Right. right.
0: And it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to hold the damn pig full time. It has to hold the pig long enough for you to pull the shot. Exactly. Yeah. It's so, just to keep them still. That's it.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: It's, that That is, that is huge. It makes a huge difference. Um, and yeah, we talked about shot placement. I mean, we can probably put up some pictures and diagrams and stuff. That's in the group. If anybody's not in the Telegram group and they want to learn more about this stuff, you can find it on Telegram. The, the, it's down here in the notes on YouTube and in all the show notes, you can get over there. That's growing like crazy. So, uh, you can talk to people like me and Kyle. And if you've got a question or you're dealing with something or like not too long ago, we had somebody dealing with sheep and they were like uncertain on something middle of it. They're in their second sheep. What am I doing wrong? people drop in with advice. That's what it's there for. So use those resources if you can. Um, so you've pulled the shot, you go in and bleed yeah. uh, it. That's really not effectively any different than dealing with cattle. Um, no, not really. From there, what's your next step? What do you do? I know you go with cradle. So you do a little bit different than I normally would.
2: Right. So uh, the way I start it, it again, it's so similar, but so different. Like the process is so similar but the action is so different. I think right, that's a good way right. of putting it. It's like you're doing pretty much the same thing, but it's on something completely different. Um, yeah. So I'll get it in the cradle. Um, I'll do all my opening incisions. Cause again, like when it's in the cradle, all the legs are up. Um, uh-huh. Pop all four feet off. That's another one. That is another huge thing. Do your research on where, the joint is on because pigs. it's really
0: easy to miss by about a quarter inch on the hind leg of a pig. And then you cut the wrong part of the joint and you lose that whole Achilles tendon. Now you don't have a way to hang it without somehow figuring out a way to get a hook into a ham.
2: And it really is like on a beef, you can see it, you know, where you're cutting on a pig. Well, yeah. It's again, it's, unless you're doing it's
0: like looking at the joints thing. on somebody that's, that's, you know, six, five, and they've got long lanky arms versus somebody who's a midget, you know? Right. It's, you know, you're you're they may be similar animals the the anatomy is the same but you're dealing with Usain bolt and you're dealing with a midget bodybuilder the pigs are the midget bodybuilder you know you have to be accurate with where you're cutting so i always like to look so if you're looking at if you look from the toes and you go up towards that first joint when they're relaxed and they're on their back that first wrinkle of the skin closest to the toes you go any farther back than that you're screwed up and you um, don't feel afraid to actually cut too far forward because you can always work your way down. But if you cut oh, that absolutely. joint too far up towards the ham, you, you it's going to suck for you. Right. Hanging uh, may not uh, even be an option if it's a heavy enough pig.
2: Yeah. And also, I forgot to say, I don't know if I need to say it, but I also spray everything down. Like, that pig is...
0: I pre-wash. I always wash before I put a knife to it if I can. Uh, I feel like that's kind of a given. Some people don't. Some people yeah. are worried well, about it. Well, that's why I was like... when it comes to usda stuff i know they won't let you as soon as you break hide you can't ever wash it again until after no whenever available i will wash 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 it's it's just like doing a surgery you know the i'm if i'm reducing the chance of me actually having some contamination on my hands my blade what i'm cutting it's less chance of me getting it on that
2: meat so although although i will say on pigs i i'm more apt to cut than wash because just because you're dealing with such
0: if there's slime. contamination that gets onto something yeah i'm more likely to trim it than to try to wash it off yes but i try to wash it off the actual the actual height of the animal before i ever start doing anything exactly yeah
2: i spray it's that thing down.
0: And it's easier on a pig typically because most pigs are nowhere near as hairy as as beef with beef you can sit there and wash it all day and if there's if there's shit ground down into that that fur, there's only so much you can do
2: on a pig. Exactly. I mean,
0: they have some hair, but they're 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 pretty naked like us. You know, they'll wash and you off. Can al-
2: and you can also expect if you're processing a pig you raised and you don't have a specific spot for it, right. you're going to be shooting it in its own enclosure, which is full of mud. And as right. soon as that pig's doing starts doing the funky chicken, it is a completely different color than mm-hmm. when you shot it like yeah yeah
0: pigs tend to be not only in a fairly muddy crappy environment they like to hang out there so right you leave them in a pen long enough they're gonna make it that way so yeah you're, yeah you're probably gonna need to wash the damn thing off after you shoot it it's
2: no yeah but then like i'll also just like stand in the back for like 30 seconds and make sure there's a little bit of an emma em- em- there that i don't have to worry about a little surprise when i start getting yep. down there yep yep um but yeah, so then I'll make all my incision, first incision cuts. Um, I'll usually start at the head again and just kind of start peeling everything back. I peel wow. back, or I skin down past the cheeks.
0: So how do you it. get it on the cradle? Do you do you get it on a hoist and move it up there? Or what's your process? I have the a tractor. so
2: Yeah, so I've, I, I've got a decent sized tractor. So hmm. the way I have my setup, I have to shoot everything in my corrals over here at the house. And then Mm -hmm. go around the back of the building. Putting it in the loader, basically. Yeah. Okay. Usually I'll just, I'll get a hook on it or like get a chain on it, lift it out, and I I won't even put it in the bucket. I'll just carry it over because I've also gotten really good at like laying it down with the tractor and slowly backing out and getting it in there. Because again, I'm solo 90% of the time. So it's, um, tractors are a godsend. That's why this morning in your thing, it's like, what could you live without? My tractor. tractor. I not live without my tractor. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's 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 huge.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, that get it in the tra- get it in the cradle. Wash. Um, take the feet off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Initial incisions, which is I start at the basically right where the jo- like bottom of the jawbone is, and I just run it straight back mm-hmm. to right above right above the asshole. Um. Hams, it's basically you start right at where the Achilles would be, skin down a little bit around that, open it up, yep, and then straight line to the center. Like, mm-hmm. it, that's the other thing. It's like once you get into it, it's like even for somebody who hasn't kind of learned before,
0: little tricks that work for you, that
2: that and it also is somewhat self explanatory a little bit. It's like right, I right. should put I should attach this to this, and that'll make mm-hmm. that easy. Once you uh, see
0: it skinned out and the hide broken a time or two, it makes sense of, oh, while I'm down here, you know, save myself that. work. It's like, well, me, when I do hinds, so I'll take that, I'll take that hind foot off. And usually right. once, you know, you cut it, you get back to that back section of it. Okay. You still got a little hide attached on the back of the foot. I'll cut uh, that. Tendon, and then I slide the knife between that tendon and the hide. And I'll take that strip, I'll just run it down the back of the leg and sometimes all the way up the ham. And I just like off and it's already done. That Y down the hams is done for me. And then I just take the knife, peel it open, clean the the Achilles. And then I double hook it because I'm hanging from the tractor. So I'm done. I'm ready to go. You just changed
2: the game for me. You just I do, the it game me. I
0: do it with deer, I do it with beef. I do the same thing when I can. Ah. Sometimes you cut all the way through, and then it'll piss me off, and I just thumb it, and I grab it. And I just slide straight knife cut down that
2: down. That that that's tendon. what I do. I'll, cu- I'll cut yeah. the feet off, and then I'll go afterwards and just... If you can
0: manage the... to, to slow down for just like a millisecond, enough to not cut through that backside, sometimes you can just kink that knife on the other side of the tendon and slide down
2: in one motion. I promise you I won't. I will never remember this after this it'll conversation. Be, it'll, no. it, it'll be like... <laughs>
0: One time you hit it and it's perfect. Awesome. And then another time you just pissed at yourself because you you planned to, and it didn't work, but yeah. Right. It's one of those um, things that, that works better when your knife's not super sharp, like towards the end of the day, you know? Right.
2: Well, I usually <laughs> do it with, I usually do it with the base of my skinning knife. Yeah. Yep. Because it's like, it's still sharp, but it's right. not the sharpest part. It's not. A you can just kind of, because right. I take, I take all the feet off with my skinning knife. Mm-hmm. Cause I like, I like, I don't know. I feel like it just doesn't do as well with the boning knives. Like for some reason in my head, it's just. It depends.
0: It depends. Yeah. If, if I'm doing pigs, I usually don't bother switching a knife with it. With beef, uh, sometimes I feel like when I'm sitting there wrestling around with it, I'm, I'm doling my skinning knife up more than I want to. So I'll just grab the boning
2: knife. Um, I don't know. It just depends. Yeah. You know. And it, for. All of, like taking all the feet off and everything, actually in butchering in general, leverage is your friend. It is. Whatever it is. way that joint is supposed to go, push it the other way. Yep. And then like magic Because it
0: happens. opens that joint up. That's the other thing. Okay. When you are taking those feet off, you're going to be so frustrated if you don't put that animal on its back with its legs relaxed first. Mm-hmm. When it's in that cradle position or you got it laying there, if it's laying on its side, that limb is stretched out. You'll never figure that joint out. You'll probably fuck it up. But exactly. as soon as you lay it on its back, it'll all make fucking sense. You know, right. that's that's. And I didn't understand that until I started doing the cradle thing with beef. And then it just. Clicked, yeah,
2: it, you know? it's a game changer. You need I would to pick, pick up would, like, an like everybody else
0: sawing that damn foot off, too before uh, I before that,
2: uh, that makes me so mad when i saw oh, it's
0: so frustrating when and people it's, saw it's
2: feet and heads i'm like hey maybe learn your craft a little bit bud no I'm shit
0: like, no shit it's oh when i figured out taking the head off with a boning knife people thought i was some kind of a god and then a guy walks in on the kill floor one day and i literally didn't even stop i just had my skinning knife and i cut, <laughs> cut it right cut it right and popped the head off with the skinning knife and just kept going he's like what are you <laughs> yeah
2: no exactly i do this but all day skin, every day, that day that buddy. muscle memory <laughs>
0: right but it, it takes time to learn where those different joints are and how that all oh, comes and goes together but man it' there's those little things that make your life so much easier because that sounds super complicated but it's like 10 percent
2: of the effort oh god yeah and it's, it's cleaner and it's, it's less seconds bacteria, it's literally it's, seconds once you figure it out yeah yeah absolutely
0: and it also it, it reinforces that that if you ever deal with a butcher and they seem like they kind of got an ego issue it's probably because they know exactly how to take you apart at the joints. Yeah. Like if if you ask a guy, mm-hmm. oh, do you think you could disable that guy? I could put my knife in your spine right now and never touch a bone. Oh yeah. And I know how to do that because I've done it a thousand times on animals bigger than me. You know?
2: <laughs> I was on you don't I, learn
0: that by just watching a YouTube video. You've got to get in there and do it and fuck it up a couple
2: times. My buddy had a podcast back in the day. It didn't mm. go it didn't go very far, but I was on an episode of that one time, and yeah. they started talking about like, like I think they were. Ta- I don't even remember what they were talking about, but they were like, it would probably be super hard to take somebody's head off. I was like, like a person. I'm like, depends no. on how you do it. No, yeah, the how you do it is Is it difficult? No, not at all. No, no, like, um, but yeah, we're so pretty
0: delicate creatures overall.
2: Yeah, it worked pretty easy. Yeah, yeah.
0: Where's James in the comments for this?
2: Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> You know he's gonna be handling
0: gallery He'd <laughs> have some marine story. I took 17 guys' heads off in three minutes one time with a K-bar. <laughs> it I'm was broken to in that. half. I'm gonna have to clip that for him.
2: Um <laughs> But uh but yeah, so and then yeah, I just basically start skinning. I'll skin down past the cheeks, mm. on the head, all the way up, um, front. Like front legs, skin that down. Right. And again, right. what's nice is I have a stopping point on the cradle. I know it's like, mm-hmm. well, that's it. That's as far as I can skin down with this. So by the time it's actually hanging, it's basically scun, except for the loins. Right, um, right. But so I'll get the hams all the way scun out. And what I've started doing with um, pigs is I got back to the poly rope. Like mm-hmm. I'll put rope in the tendons. Makes it a little easier getting things on and off the hook in the cooler. Yep. Instead of it being like that fat and congealed around the hook and trying to deal with everything, mm-hmm. just a little rope, a little easier getting on, like on the hook as well. Um, but so I'll tie those. I have a spreader bar that goes right on the tractor. Um, so, and I'll use the longer hooks. Like I've got some mm-hmm. like three foot, no, two and what a yeah. half, two and a half foot hooks. Big hook. Like hooked on either side, mm-hmm. um, makes everything a little bit easier. Like yep. maneuvering rise and like the tractor buckets not right here. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'll get that up, lift the butt up on it a little bit. And usually, how I do it, I I'd rather be under because again, I'm doing everything in the bucket right now, which is not advised. Don't do it at home, kids. Right.
0: Um, Don't do it at home. Don't do it alone. And if you do. Brace the bucket with a, a board or something, yeah. just in case. With a crate.
2: Something. Something. Yeah. Get a log um, on But I would rather be under it for the, at this point, maybe a minute it takes for me to gut it than yeah. however long it's going to take me to skin it. So how I right. go over, like how I lift is I'll come in head first with the tractor. So mm-hmm. the bucket goes over the carcass and I hook from there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that way I can start lifting, get off the tractor, walk around do everything I need to do, take the bung out, start skinning the rest of the hams. Yep. And I'll get down um, to, again, like I said, probably right around where the sirloins would be, which if you look at it, it's like, it's the small of the back. It's the only way you can describe it. Like it's,
0: it's uh, right at the break, right at the break where the, you move to hips from hips down to just spine. Essentially. Right that area.
2: Yeah. Um, And then at that point, Oh, also, before I get the tractor out, I, again, split the sternum. That's just mm. me. Again, it will, I think it's a little bit easier because, again, I clean everything out, clean the esophagus right, out, right. Yep. all that already. You, so all it I makes sense when you're
0: putting me. it in a cradle, for sure, because it's right, right there. It's it's accessible. It's easy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm going to go on Amazon and buy you one of those, like, things you put on the back of the car that you can stack stuff on that goes right in the hitch.
0: I don't have a hitch. They don't have tow packages on Ford Fiestas, dude. There is no hitch. You're in Texas.
2: Someone knows how to weld.
0: Oh, I could get it welded on there for sure. I'm just not sure if there's anything to weld to past the axle. I haven't gone under there and looked. I can't fit my head underneath this thing. I don't change the oil in it because, no, fuck that. I mean, I guess you could probably just pick it up and put it on a block to do it. But, no,
2: it's not worth it. what you do. Build a roll cage over the top of it. Oh, yeah. And just start putting stuff on it. It sounds a lot
0: cheaper just to actually get the old van running than than to dick with that. But anyway.
2: But uh, so yeah, I'll split the sternum, take out the esophagus, kind of loosen everything up. Like a good thing I do is once I start loosening everything, Mm -hmm. I'll just take all of it and just push. Like, and if it moves, perfect. If it doesn't, you've got probably got to cut one or two more things. Same with the bung. It's a little bit harder on.
0: Pigs are pretty damn easy to gut, honestly. They're so easy. You can gut a deer, you can gut a pig, as long as you're all about making the decisions in the right spot. Don't don't pop the bladder, you're good.
2: Exactly. You know? Um, but yeah, so I'll get it, um, scun out to where it needs to be, lift mm. the rest of the way. Yep. Um, and that's when I'll do the incision from the bullet hole all the way up to basically where I've stopped skinning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll just go around and check it. Like make sure everything's good. I'll skin a little bit more down on the sides. Yep. Um, but essentially you're pretty accurate. You're basically pulling just the loins. Yep. Um, yep. I've
0: done that, that before. too, hanging, uh, just to try it. And that it does work a lot of times for me, it's not worth the extra couple minutes of, of messing with it. If it's hanging, I, like but I it. will say I like if it, you man. are in a situation of just, if you don't have a cradle and you are just skidding the pig hanging, um, you're going to be really tempted because people do this with deer to try to tube skin it, you're trying to skin it like a sock, like you're unrolling it top to bottom. Do, do not do that. The reason that Kyle loves a cradle so much is because when you're skinning that pig, it's opening it up the long way. You're opening it up like a book. Okay, yep. that makes life so much easier. Especially, it, first of all, if you're trying to keep your your bellies looking good, so you have good bacon right around the ribs that's essential it's huge you want long clean strokes right along with the hide and you're mm-hmm. using that hide you're pushing your knife against with the flat of it against that hide and it's going to make a nice clean you know incision right if it's a wild pig and they've got what's known as a shield if you've never experienced this if you've never hunted wild pigs and had a 30 out six round bounce off their shoulder or had to try to spin one that has three quarters to an inch thick of just hard keratin underneath the hide all across its back because it's a little bit older animal. It's you can't just peel that down. It's like a freaking board. It's like this thing has a, a piece of freaking plywood built into its back. The only way to open it up is, and I, if you skin it, like I said, opening it up like a book, it will look like some sort of like grotesque bat wings by yeah. the time you're done. And the only thing that's left is it attaches the loins and you can just go back and it's like grabbing two pieces of freaking board and just pull that whole thing off. And it will come off like it's just a sheet.
2: I haven't experienced it personally, but I know like I've seen it. it. It's I,
0: you only usually run into it either in wild pigs or some of the more like old fashioned feral like breeds down here on an old boar. And it's usually not really, pronounced on them but it's there it'll be like a, oh wow this is a seven year old boar and he's got a little bit of a shield and it's kind of a surprise wild pig oh shit if it's, if it's got nuts it, and it's over a year old you're probably going to be dealing with it to some extent it's their that's their body armor and they build that up because they are literally fighting with you seen the tusks on those things they're oh, fighting they're with each other and that's how they protect themselves from a young age they just they fight so much they build up scar tissue and right. it will stop bullets that's oh great. yeah I've seen it stop like a whole magazine of nine mils at twenty yards.
2: Mm. <laughs> That's crazy.
0: Yeah. So, but that that right there, domestic or not, if you're opening it up, you're cutting that horizontal right there along that slit. Right. When you get past those hams and you're you're going around the ribs, the belly, and everything like that, you're looking to do long strokes, top to bottom, well, really bottom to top, but up and down, all, all the way around, and peeling it out. It's going to make your life so much easier. Whether you're doing it horizontal on a cradle or you're doing it hanging, that's that's the difference between being really frustrated and having your your pig look like just chunks taken out of it. Because right. since the hide is basically welded to the fat all the way down, as you unroll that pig, if you try to go round and round and round, it pulls that fat. So you'll end up with a pig that just looks like chunk. It'll look like a freaking
2: washboard by the time you're done. Yeah, it gets rough. Yeah. Like, But um that's why i really like the pull method cuz it's like you can yeah. get the long strokes on the side and then on the back if you do it right and you get it in the right spot it's Rachel's just appreciate
0: you stopping in there Rachel thanks for taking the taking a minute she said the old duck's got to get to bed but hey she made an effort awesome
2: anyway we appreciate it
0: yeah hit the like button before you leave <laughs>
2: oh shit um, but yeah i mean and at that point I, I usually leave head on depending yeah. depending on what it is
0: on what you're doing yeah I usually yeah. don't I, I will uh depending on if they want jowls or not sometimes i'll leave i'll i'll clean the jowls off and leave them hanging and then take the head off yeah or I'll just take the head off and I'll pull the jowls out and set them to the side with any organ meats that we're saving or whatnot but uh, I mean there's no reason not to it's just most of the time, I'm breaking it down and putting it horizontally in a cooler or something else. So right. Keeping the head yeah. doesn't
2: matter. No, I'm hanging. And that's about, I don't know, six, yeah. seven pounds of other stuff. That's the dollar a pound. So, um, yeah. But
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> some people really want the head, too. You know, there, there's a lot of folks who want that hog head cheese or whatnot. They, right. they want to cook that, you know.
2: Um, the other big thing that people need to know, do not let your knife touch pig teeth. You no. will go from a very sharp knife to essentially a butter knife real quick.
0: That. Yeah. No, that enamel on there.
2: It, it's crazy.
0: Not the only thing sharp. It's about the only thing harder than the steel on your knife.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And like, you I know well take it and rub it you, on the concrete. Yeah. Some of you are probably listening like, okay, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. It really is. It's like, this is absolutely insane. I just sharpened this. You could take a knife from the stone and it feels like you could just accidentally nick the smallest piece of the tip and your entire knife is junk. It's crazy. Yep. 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 It's but, uh very, very hard shit. So I'll split um I'll start splitting. I've already split the sternum and the H bone um mm-hmm. while it was still laying down. So then oh gutting. Gutting's probably before splitting
0: and again it gets really messy if you split them before you do you it the them. other way yeah mm-hmm. um a lot of cleanup that way
2: yeah like a blender just... <laughs> um but uh yeah gutting again very similar to real beef like it's you just got to make sure that it's straight down and you're not nicking anything like yep. knife towards you inside mm-hmm. just go down and that's again where it's nice, where the sternum split, because then you're not lifting anything; like yeah. it all just goes flop right on onto the ground.
0: Yep. We used to uh, to get in the competitions when it was me and a couple other guys on the kill floor because we do so many hogs, we do like forty in a day or some shit like that. Right. So uh, I had uh, I had somebody one time time me in the fastest I've ever gotten on gutting a pig from the first incision till everything was in the barrel fastest i ever got was 16 seconds yeah that's i mean it feels like it it feels like that you get that good with it it's like dealing with a deer like i said it's almost nothing as long as you know where to cut see i i kind of like when i'm doing because i don't usually bother splitting the pelvis it doesn't make sense when i'm just hanging it um so without when i'll do that initial cut in i cut all the way down to the pelvis and I'll, i'll drag the knife down the pelvis with the tip until i feel the tip free once that tips freed up, I know I'm in the trouble. So I stop from there. Then it's, you just slice that, that open. You're slicing that stomach open, you know, open up the cavity. Um, ideally when I've been up behind, I've already cleaned out the bung. So that's ready to go. If there's anything else to cut, it's just cut there, pull down, literally slide my hand down the backside all yep. the way along that spine reach underneath there, get a hold of that liver. And I've just pulled everything out at this point. I haven't split the sternum, but I just kind of pull everything else out there out. Then I go in, okay, cool. I've cut around the skirt stakes, you know, cut that basically cut that diaphragm open. Yep. And then it's run my knife. I'll take the knife flat, run it down the spine behind the lungs, all the way down a little circle down there around the, uh, the esophagus reach back up in and you usually don't have to fight it with a pig like you do with beef and actually get in there with a the knife to break the that connective tissue from the, with the heart. No, we'll just... reach down in there, I'll just grab a hold of the heart with my hand, pull it out and everything comes up and the whole gut sack just kind of is hanging out of the pig and it's yeah. literally just pull it with one hand cut and it's gone. Yeah. And fast as I said that, I could probably do it faster.
2: Oh, yeah. If I'm doing if I'm doing a lot of pigs, like if I'm doing 5 pigs in a day, buy oh, yeah. the fifth one, 20 minutes. Yeah, no, it's just
0: like, you blow through it. It's it's bleed, not. Hard right. to it. Now the minute that you actually you either pop that uh, that uh, big old full bladder and you smell that everywhere, get yeah. your water hose quick if you do that. I meet. Mean, you're gonna smell it and everything that you own and wear and or anywhere near is gonna smell like pig piss. Um, yeah. But the minute you pop that stomach or esophagus on a pig,
2: oh. Oh. you'll
0: you'll learn to slow down until don't try to go fast until you know what to do. No. Uh, no, no, no. We'll, yeah, we'll slow you right the fuck down, and you'll take all the time in the world. You need to never do that again. But it's not hard when you know what to avoid. To just yeah. never fuck that up. Pigs are so easy to do, except for when you screw it up.
2: Yeah, nobody should time themselves on any of no. this. No, no until no. like their hundredth. <laughs> like once you've done a hundred, yeah, I'll let you in the race. You can go ahead and well, time right. yourself and see what's going on. You're gonna lose. I
0: watch you do it you know, by yourself and going, okay, right. he's pretty quick. Okay. Then we can play. But...
2: Right. But Yeah. Before that, you're just going to fuck something up.
0: Right. Um, right. But, but I'm just, only reason I even bring that up is just showing that it, when you know what you're doing with it, it is not difficult at all. It's no, right. complicated and you're super nervous about it and whatnot. No, there's a couple things you need to know. And once you've done it a time or two and you know what you're looking for, you almost can't fuck it up.
2: You no, know, you summed it up really good at the beginning of the podcast where it's like, Pigs are the next step
0: for, yeah.
2: like, DIY people. Like, and, like, not that just the next step of, like, logically, like, well, we you do chickens, let's do pigs. It's, like, in processing. If you're processing your own animals, mm-hmm. the next thing you do is pigs. Like, unless you're an avid hunter or whatever or something like that. Or you like just happen that, to, to like, grow up
0: on a beef farm and you've got a bunch of cows laying ex- around, you know. Exactly.
2: Right, pigs right. are the... Easiest, I can't even say they're, that they're it's Probably cheaper.
0: one of the most versatile Animals you can raise, you know, as far right. as The value that you get out of them, you can raise Them in a fairly small holding You right. get an excess of fat from them, which is One of the hardest things to get if you're trying to be self-sufficient You know, there's a lot of good reasons To raise pigs, and there's so much shit You can do with them, I mean bacon That's, so much. that's enough reason right there, but Exactly But yeah, they're, they're definitely a step up from doing Something like poultry Right
2: but not and mostly
0: because of the size, you know, you, you're getting into that realm where that's you the biggest need thing. to have space and some level of heavy equipment or a way to hoist something that weighs about as much as
2: you, you know, or even like a winch or like a come along or something like you can, right? Get by. right. I, I don't,
0: if I'm you actually, aren't dealing with massive pigs, you can actually probably get by with a gambrel and hoist setup you buy at a sporting yeah. goods store for a year. If it's rated exactly. up to like 300 pounds and you're not dealing with somebody's massive old breeding sow, you probably will be fine. I've done a lot of pigs that way myself. Hell, you can probably hang a gambrel from a, a toe strap over a solid tree limb and pull it Easy. up with a car.
2: Absolutely. They have done
0: that once or twice, you know?
2: Yeah, I, absolutely. And it's I'm at the point now where I don't just because I've actually turned customers down where it's like they don't, you don't understand. Need to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't need to, but it's also it's like, I'm not gonna hurt myself right on your pig. And screw the rest of my production up.
0: Nope. Because you,
2: you're trying to come along this pig up in a tree. It's like, yep. No. Like, but it can be done. Yep. I'm just classy now, I guess.
0: I, I had a guy call me one time <laughs> with a 1,600 pound bowl, and he told me he had everything he needed as far as as you know, a tractor to hang it from and all that shit like that. I show up because he was four hours away.
2: Well, so I'm over the bucket.
0: Why stupid? early on in it my stupid ass was like oh yeah no cool i'll uh i'll come help you yeah no his his i've got everything i need to hang it and deal with this and i have a tractor and all that was i have a tractor without a loader i have a really big old live oak and i have a rope and it was an old ass bull that took me two days to grind full grind took me two days because i had to keep taking the grinder apart so it was so tough it was killing the damn grinder so and I was. Yeah, actually, I had to literally. I had to literally tie a rope and single leg that thing for the whole breakdown. Mm, I didn't mm, like. It. I didn't awful. enjoy any of that. Not so at all. I was.
2: Thinking I charged about this, them a little extra. We'll I was thinking about this the last podcast um, where you guys were talking about grinders and stuff. So uh, yes. I do this, and I don't know if you guys do it as well. I had ice to my grind, so
0: depends on what i'm doing so i've actually had some grinders have a harder time if you have ice in it than not. right really some tabletop grinders i've seen them seize up from seize I just, up. somebody's yeah. tried to run ice through them to clean them out and actually seize the grinder head up and blew the motor
2: oh jesus it's just, it's just like yeah no and, and again i'm dealing with like a hobart like i'm We're dealing with a commercial, commercial, commercial hobart. Yeah, yeah yeah and I'll when you're
0: them. dealing with like max size tabletop uh sportsman type portable grinders but we, what we yeah. were going off on was, uh, so some friends of mine that run, they they do probably 10 beef a week mobile, and they do full grind hot that day. They have a Cabela's uh, one and a half horsepower, size 22. And I've tried. I've helped them before, and I've tried to stop that grinder. And that thing is a beast. And it will, everything you put through it, it just, I'm like, what That's the awesome. fuck? And so so my friend Tiffany got her shit started setting right. up setting up got a size 42 because she's like fuck that you know i'm, I'm trying to roll through this stuff well, by myself big, yeah. and I get the biggest grinder i can well turns out a couple years back and we no matter when how much you tell sold, these people yeah. they still recommend this and it's like no but they change manufacturers
1: it's so not the same.
0: The people who are manufacturing cabela's grinders now are not the same and everything is they will literally tell you it's the grinder seizing up because you have it too tight you have to loosen it up i'm like that's Crazy. not right that's not no. right usually if you have a problem it's because there's a gap and I was telling her that for she's like six months, struggling with it. Yeah, and it's just it's still a continual issue. I'm like, look, I I I'm dealing with an LEM, and I really liked that Cabela's more than the LEM that I'm dealing with now. But I will never buy a new Cabela's. Yeah. At this point, it'll be an LEM or a Weston or something else like that. If I if, I heard Weston's awesome. price category. Weston is pretty good, and they're pretty close on the price point. I haven't used them myself either but there's that uh that new brand that's that meat with like an exclamation point yeah i've heard them they feel. seem but i think they're manufactured by the same people as weston from what i can tell yeah i'm sure i will say i have used i, I had a customer that had uh they got it on uh, clearance or whatnot but they got a guide gear brand and that's like sportsman's guide mm-hmm. whatever that thing was very similar to the cabela's in like the grinder yeah. and the head shape and everything like that i think it was probably just relabeled that thing is a fucking beast I, I multiple times tried to buy that grinder off the guy and he never, we would never let it go. But I was like, I will, he got it for like 300 bucks at an estate sale. And this was a thousand dollar grinder. I offered him 500 bucks cash one time and he wouldn't, he's like, no, I like it. I want to keep it. I'm like, I don't blame you, but I fucking want it. I will use it more than you.
2: You'll kill me when I tell you how much you paid for my grinder.
0: Oh, for a Hobart. Yeah. I'm probably going to, because if it's under, under a thousand bucks, I'm going to shit my pants. Oh, you told me this before, didn't you? You Four hundred dollars. You got a whole fucking pile of shit for dirt cheap because people just basically gave. Bucks. It to you. Yeah,
2: yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, but no, it's a Hobart, two hundred fifty pound capacity. It's the one that it angles mm. up, which is a pain. Is it astral. a mixer grinder. Uh, yep. yes, but the way the way it's set up to deal with because it's on a three phase converter, mm-hmm. and the way we set it up is that it just runs on the foot pedal, so, okay. and that does not include any of the safeties on it anymore. So you can run that thing with the door open just right right. Don't stick your hands in cuz you lose them. But um yeah, so basically as soon as all of my equipment's clean, the worm, the um the head faceplate, all of it. Everything goes straight into it. I've got a big chest freezer in there. Everything goes straight mm-hmm. into that and it goes yep. in there until like, I go to grind again. And oh, yeah. If you
0: start cold like that, that helps a ton.
2: It's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I'll, pro- I'll do about 100 pounds at a time. Yep. So I'll do, I'll put in a lug. That's, like, 50 pounds or so. Yep. And then I'll put, like, two and a half pounds. On, like, I'll take a five-pound bag, split it, put the other 100 pounds in, mm-hmm. put the rest of the ice in. And I've found it works so much better to where it's like it's huge massive difference
0: yeah and i don't have a lot of problem with the lem type thing but a lot of it is you you learn your grinder and everyone's right. a little bit different oh, what does all and doesn't different. work um you what you want to do is you want to learn how fast that grinder feeds and not overfeed the damn thing because the worst thing you can do to yourself especially with a tabletop is sit there and be trying to stuff i take that little fucking stopper they give you and i throw the goddamn thing away because mm-hmm. if you ever need to use that you're already in trouble you need to stop right clear that head out and start over. Uh, and then it's even worse. If you're doing a second grind, people want to pack that shit in there. It doesn't oh, work. Awful. It doesn't have anything to feed. I I'll work it through. I keep it loose and I never put anything through that uh, feed throat. That's bigger than like a meatball. And I just let it eat at its pace. And then yeah. you, it feels like it's going to take forever until you've done it a couple times and realize it takes twice as long to keep fucking starting over because you screwed right. it up and then you get your grinder head hot. Then you start smelling meat cooking. Mm-hmm. you know stuff like that's that so it's and the other thing is if you let that grinder run while you aren't feeding meat through it you're just letting it go while you're doing something else and you're gonna come back to it it's generating heat that whole time
1: mm-hmm. so
0: if you're not actively running meat through it shut the damn thing off yeah you know and but that that's that's just little shit that you learn as you go that right makes a big difference you know the other thing or if, though, you, don't, it, or if you don't if it does cook a little bit of hamburger right back there towards the motor it guess what it's not going to hurt anything it's not the end of the fucking world but it will burn your grinder out faster if you continually do that over and over
2: again oh absolutely yeah or you end up with if the um face plate's not on tight enough mm-hmm. and you just start getting the spaghetti wiggles starts yep yep oh, that's the
0: other thing learning that learning the right one, pressure
2: on there yep i'll i'll accidentally do that like i'll forget to put some i'll put forget to put a plate mm-hmm. in the freezer and that one that one still sends me to like Red immediately. As soon yep. as I see that, I'm swearing. I'm running because I know the rest of my day is completely screwed. Like well, when it comes um, to,
0: especially when you have a big grinder like that. When you oh. got to stop, fix that, take that head apart. That's an that's an ordeal. That's not just a oh, oh quick, go that. No, I've got to take that and this forty pounds of meat that's crammed into a fucking tube. I've got to wrestle it out of there pile it all back in, set it all back up. Right. Hope nothing oh. fell in and stop me from sliding that worm back in place while I'm doing this. Yeah. It's
2: a bitch. Right. And then you have, then you have a faceplate that's now screaming hot because mm-hmm. it was just being scrubbed for 15 minutes to get all the fat and sinew out. Oh, mm-hmm. that one, I'm mad now thinking about it. Like that is, <laughs> that is awful.
0: I actually, uh, now this, this wouldn't work for you at all, but, uh, I know a guy that, uh, he ran a tabletop unit like, like what I'm doing and he yeah. ordered a second head. And what he does is he has, he has them put together, ready to go plate that he likes and everything like that. I think he does one coarse plate, one grind, one fine plate. So whatever, but he'll take and halfway through he'll swap back and forth. He'll put one in the freezer while he's working. Yeah. And then when he just feels like it's time to stop or time to switch to something else, takes one off, swaps it out, puts that one in the freezer, puts the other one on and it's cold and ready to go. And you can yeah. do that with the, uh, with like a tabletop, you're not going to do that with a big stand up. But well, but I do. I have. A, up, that I have thing a has to work less hard too.
2: Right. I have a second fine plate. Mm-hmm. But
0: no, I mean the whole head from the motor. Oh yeah, yeah. But no, that off, the whole thing. Fucking slides off. Yeah, you're just yeah, swapping you're those out. With,
2: yeah, you're not playing with that. Um, but I actually got a lot of heads with that. So I have two mm-hmm. fine plate, fine plates, a mm-hmm. coarse plate, uh a chili plate. Right. And I forget what the other one is, but I use them all, which is nice because yeah. usually how probably one of the big right.
0: come for like the really really coarse like the stuffing plate almost.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like that one, so like the ones where the holes are like this big, I'll mm. use that one for all my lard. I'll pre-freeze it, like to yep. so where it's like almost completely frozen. Yep. Because people Possibly. don't
0: realize this; they think it sounds oh, lard must grind super easy. No, it's way harder. It is to grind. awful. So it terrible to grind. awful. It's the worst thing ever because you it as it goes through any heat in that grind head, it renders and it just packs the... Because if you look at the inside of a grinder, it's like the reverse of a screw. It's got, you know, it's got rifling. Right. And the only thing that makes as that screw in there is turning and it's pushing that meat through that rifling, that's the only thing that keeps it going. As soon as fat renders and clogs that, nothing moves anymore. It just spins.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, so as soon as you've melted that fat oh, And it's filled that in it, You're just spinning something It's in awful it's, it's horrible And you gotta stop The only way to do it Is stop Take everything apart Get your fingers in there And clear that shit out Chill it all back down And start over again It's I as, try to avoid This is the only reason That I don't grind my fat Before I render Because it's such a bitch to do I just, I just yeah, render it I just awful. cut it up. I hand, hand chunk it up
2: Yeah, I At this point as i get older i realize prep is so important and so yes. worth it
0: mm. so
2: i'll cut my lard into like chunks like this big like mm-hmm. inch and a half by two or two inch chunks yeah freeze them in like one or two layers mm-hmm. then just toss them in so they're solid and it, like fat itself even if it's frozen you're still going to be able to like it's still malleable somewhat Oh yeah, especially if you put it in a grinder. You
0: can take it and just squeeze it with your hand, and it'll move. Yeah, right. Um, but if you're giving it the firmness that, that thats the problem. It doesn't have enough firmness. It when doesn't it have anymore. any firmness. It has no. nothing to push against. You know, it's just mush.
2: Yeah, but and also when I do it, I'm not like grinding like a pound and a half at a time. I'm usually right. grinding like sixty pounds. Right. So it's like it's worth it. Like what I'm doing is worth it. I'm not just like.
0: Yeah, I've, I've just started taking the the chunks of fat that I cut up and out here. I'll tell you this. This is uh, I, I meant to mention it back on my fat rendering episode. I thought about it afterwards. I'm like, God, why didn't I say that the last couple of times I've uh, rendered fat, whether it's beef, pork, anything like that. I'll take it all, shove it inside of a large vacuum seal bag that's sous vide rated. So it's meant for this shit. Yeah, I, I
2: heard I my buddies do that.
0: I shut I put it in a fucking crock pot. I pour water in it I don't have to worry about straining the water out of the fat any of that shit It's just I'm being the fucking lard, and I put it on low and let it go And I come back the next morning and I've literally got a bag of of liquid fat with shit floating in it I pour it through a freaking screen strainer And then at that point if I want to double render it great. I don't ever have to dick with it again. And That's no matter what I do, I don't have to scorch it. I don't have to worry about do I still have water content in it? It's just fat in
2: the bag. Yeah. Nope. That's a game changer. It's
0: worth wasting the vacuum seal bag. It's so worth it.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Um but yeah, like when I'm because I uh put my burger in cryovac packages. So I just mm-hmm. have a horn that comes off the grinder and again everything's a foot pedal. So yep, I'll do yep. fine grind first. Get mm-hmm especially if i'm doing like two sides like for different people or a bunch of pigs at once or something i'll do all the fine grind whether it's whatever plane or uh yeah then i'll put the coarse plate on because what i've found is grinding or like packing off the grinder Mm -hmm. with a fine plate on there is a goddamn nightmare
0: it slows it it down so much you don't get enough pressure yeah Yeah, i don't i won't try doing it off the grinder but then again i'm also not dealing with a mixer grinder it's a tabletop grinder the only pressure that you've got other than just a little passive pressure is if you start using that stomper and by the time you're done if you try to stuff into a bag off the grinder like a half beat in a day you're you're gonna feel like you jerked off a gorilla by the time you're like your arm exactly. is going to off, floor. it's horrible, it's it's the worst thing in the world, and it will take you so long. It's why I just it. If you do not have a mixer grinder, invest in the fucking stuffer. It's worth it. Yeah. If you have any absolutely. interest in ever doing sausage or anything else like that, I can put yeah, thirty stuff. pounds in my my stuffer, and I can have that in bags in five minutes. Yeah, you know? absolutely.
2: It's it's completely worth it. Yeah. Again, uh, I mean, you know, I'm if you have a
0: big kids. if you have a big grinder like that, and it's got the ass and the pressure to actually do it, especially on a course right. plate oh yeah no problem but, but that
2: but again you get the fine plate out of the way so that second mm-hmm. grind yeah it's mine it's perfect um, most of the time I, I hardly
0: ever go to a fine plate unless somebody requests it or there's something that yeah. that i if i'm doing like snack sticks or something i'll do a double course grind uh it's like the three-eighths inch yeah. plate i want to say and most of the time yeah. that's that's good and that's not good enough anyway on um, pork it's typically all you need um, beef. If yeah, I, like I wood, never
2: do fine on pork. Pork yeah, is always
0: like a little texture in beef like the the steak burger style. Yeah, that's that's great. You know, and most people who have that because texture matters as much as flavor. Most people who have that are always like, wow, there's just something about that ground beef. It just it tastes more beefy Well, because right. you can act, you actually get a meat consistency to it. It's not emulsified. It's not just mush.
2: Venison is the only one that I'll do fine sausage with. I found from my yeah. customer base. I'm doing
0: if I'm doing anything in really thin casings like the little snack sticks, I need it that way just so it's not so much pressure on my on my stuffer.
2: I've just found quality, like especially yeah. with my customers, because it's like I go through and trim everything. Like I'm not throwing right, but there's, there's always going to be odd cannon. But every now and then, especially if one's been hanging like a day or two longer than you want it to, yep. like some of that rind could get in there, and it's like if you just got a course plate on on there. Yep, every now and then people are gonna get like, uh, the burger was okay this time, like the sausage you get that was okay. little
0: piece of tendon that just stayed big enough. It, and then you cook it, exactly. and especially on deer, it turns into like leather. And then it's somebody awesome. brings you a piece of something that they think was a tooth or something, you are like, like, I don't dope. know what this was. It's like, well, you just overcooked your burger and that happened to be some tendon,
2: exactly. So it's on um, now, and I'll, like, I'll tell those people, do, I'll be like, typically, do I do, I do
0: but I'll be like, tell you what, just to make you feel next time you come back, and I have three people that'll do this now every time too. I'm like, just. Remind me that you want everything fine ground and I'll write it on the note and then we'll all feel better about right. life and exactly. Know. Yeah, yeah But usually 90% of the time it's not a big deal, but I'm also blending with other meats most of the time for other yeah. things I'm doing with deer. I get like maybe twenty percent of people want just straight grind deer. So you
2: know. Yeah. I think I I think I get one a year. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, damn it.
0: <laughs> Son of a bitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But okay, well, hey, we're all right. We're coming up on close to an hour and a half, so yeah. we talked about skinning, we talked about gutting, we got the thing hanging up or whatnot. We were talking about breaking down pigs. We're probably not going to get much further, but yeah. so obviously you split pigs.
2: What's I, your I do split
0: method? Pigs. How do you like to do that? How do you prep that? And what do you like to use?
2: Um, what's really nice is I have the spreader bar that mm. goes onto the tractor, so yep. the pig is already in the air. It's already like starting to trying to separate. Right. So what's real nice is I just have, I still have my all that I use for everything. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, Milwaukee with a pruning blade. Um, for splitting, I have found with everything I've tried, the Diablo pruning blades are the best good. for splitting. They mm-hmm. just, they work so well. Um, and again, at that point, what's nice is it's on the spreader bar. So as soon as you start cutting down, once you get past the sirloin, it all just starts, starts to split to pull on apart. Its own. On yeah. a beef, like... It's it's it like of...
0: it's like zipping a zipper down and you're watching like, it pull apart. You watch it
2: just open up. On yeah. a beef, and, it doesn't In it fact, while you're doing that,
0: every vertebrae you go down, you're wanting to watch to see if you need to go a little left or right to try to get everything on, on point. And you well, actually can. If you start fucking it up, if you're not, you'll see a lot of guys who will start out or they're just in a hurry. They're working a kill floor and you come back and you're like, what's this bullshit? They've got three quarter inch of freaking loin on the one side of a feather bone. Yeah, you know, that's the, a lot. Pork chops are fucked up. I've seen it because they just oh, go yeah, in, right. and, especially with a well saw. They just rip through it. And with a pig, they're so much softer. It's easy to go through quick. I actually kind of like a Miller blade when I'm splitting a pig because it makes yeah. you slow down. Um, yeah, but time. yeah, when anything you're splitting down the spine, every vertebrae that pops, you have a new opportunity to realign that blade. So if you pay attention and don't go fast, you can split that thing almost perfect.
2: And it, I'll just say this now: you're gonna do it. That's oh, nice. you're gonna fuck you're, it up for sure. I, but you're gonna I see will. what. You,
0: while you're fucking it up, you're gonna see exactly what I'm talking about.
2: The chuck is still always it. It'll still always screw me up every now and then. Yeah. To where it's like this last. It, it was a grinder, so I didn't really care that much. But it's like one pa- one part of the four quarter had all of the feather bones, and the other yep. one had none. Like it's like.
0: Well, another yeah, thing like, to really pay attention to that it's one of those you think ahead and you kind of pre-plan to make your life easier when it comes to the splitting that I find is really important. Yeah. Probably less with the spreader bar, uh, but for me, instead of a spreader bar, I'll have a log chain going across yeah. the loader and my hooks up in. Get them as even as you can, because if you oh, if you absolutely. look at when you raise that up, if one leg is sitting a little higher than the other, well, you think about it, your hips are misaligned, your spine's oh, going to be true. all scoliosis. So as you're trying to split that thing, if you're not trying to split a straight spine, you're already fighting nature there. You're already making it
2: harder.
0: So get that animal as straight and level hanging as possible. And you can look at it and eyeball it and tell if it's not hanging straight, you know? Right.
2: And then what I'll do is I'll cut down to about the middle of the nasal like Mm -hmm. cavity. Um, And then I'll just take a cleaver and split it the rest of the way. Again, Mm -hmm. if you're doing this at home, Unless you want to make like head cheese or whatever. Probably
0: not worth leaving the head off For 90% of things just that people pitch
2: watching. it. Yeah. Or like take it off and do whatever you need to do with it. But before yep, yep. take it off before you split it, it'll make your life a thousand times easier.
0: I like to take it off and boil this skull out and stick them around random places because it's creepy. Yeah. But
2: it's me. Yeah. But um, yeah. And then at that point, it's just getting in the cooler.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, at that point, I'm going to wash it down, wash any of the bone no, dust. Yes. And wash off from
2: the plate, Wash you know? it down, do all
0: that. That, that seems obvious to us because we we've done it <laughs> yeah, a million yeah. times you well. But yeah, typically, anytime you're doing saw work on the animal at that point, you're going to take that opportunity to get your hose. You're going to wash off any of that because it will be sawdust and it's ground up bone and muscle and fat and shit. Wash that all down and then wash out the inside of the ribs, any dirt, any hair or anything else like that that's still on the carcass. Give it all a good wash down and then, yeah, into the cooler.
1: Yeah. or if and you're doing
0: if you don't have access to that at that point now you're breaking it down to primals and right. and putting it and chilling it however you need to do so but you know at that point if you've got a walk in cooler that's where it's just going in so nice it's oh, yeah. such game how chair. long do you typically hang pigs before you uh, a have them block okay. if
2: i like if it's big i'll let it hang like 2 or 3 if i'm in a pinch yep. 4 yep. but I don't like to do, I usually schedule everything out to where it's like I have, yeah. depending on how many pigs I'm doing, like if I'm doing two or three pigs, mm-hmm. I'll make sure I have two days after the slaughter to get everything so done.
0: So you've got time to get it figured out and everything. Right.
2: Out. So I'll, one day I'll get everything cut and packaged, and then, then the next day is sausage and grind. Yep.
0: yep that's I do u- a
2: lot too. That's usually how I operate at this point. Like today I broke down that whole cow. I could have ground yep. today but it's like
0: it you have all the setting it up, getting everything going, cleaning up. And it's, it, that takes a lot more time than you realize. And then once you exactly. ground it, it's... you pretty much want to get it packaged that day. You don't really want to pack immediately, it Yeah. Day. Yeah. So it's a commitment. It's a time commitment.
2: Yeah, exactly. So and
0: that's another thing to understand. Uh... If you're doing stuff like this at home, the more, the more you touch that meat, the more you work with it, the finer you process it, the sooner you need to get the process done. So if you've got an animal and it's whole or half or whatnot, you need to wait a day. It's probably not going to be a big deal as long as temperature control is is, is on time or on right. point. If you've taken that animal and you, I almost like to say every time that you do something to it, you lose a day. So if I oh, go in and I've got an animal hanging there and I decide, okay, well I'm going to go ahead and break it down into into primals or whatnot, that something comes up. And I'm like, oh, shit, I've got to go. I've got to sit this thing on a rack and come back. I lost a day of shelf life now because I put a knife to it. I've exposed more surface area to oh, bacteria. Yeah. If I take that thing, break it down, do all the cuts, and I, I'm not able to get it packaged or ground that day, I could be in a bind because I've literally exposed as much of that meat as possible to to the surface, to, to air, to bacteria. So your, your chances of spoiling go through the roof.
2: Right. You know, and again, if you, that's what's, if
0: you don't have the time to get it done, don't start.
2: Don't start it. Again, yeah. that's what's nice about the walk in. I've got a big stainless yeah. steel rack in there to where it's like mm-hmm. the way I usually do it is I'll like if I'm doing if I'm doing pigs, I'll do a whole pig. Depending right. on how many I'm doing, like I'll probably do two before lunch, mm-hmm. come back, package those two, like clean everything I love about before pig? I go to lunch.
0: You can roll through. Two, three, four, five in a day, and not really break a sweat, but a beef no. is a day. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's a day. If
0: you're by yourself and you get through a whole beef in a day, you're still tired, no matter what. Oh, you yeah. know? I,
2: it, I'm at the point now. I'm I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I'm feeling yeah. pretty good to where I'm consistently. Rocking through a whole 650 pound beef a oh, day. Oh, it's
0: doable, but you still you feel it at the end of the day. It wasn't oh, like absolutely. a light
2: day's work, you know. But
0: one pig, it's like shit. I almost oh. don't feel like I got my clothes dirty, you know. Yeah,
2: exactly. It's <laughs> like oh, well, all right, I can still go out. Like you know? like yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, at that point, like I said, it's get everything cut and packaged wherever you're really looking for cuts. What's yep. nice is now is now that I'm able to do my own pigs, like for my own personal freezer. Mm-hmm. Like I've been able to like play around with stuff and like then offer it to other people. You get a chance to
0: actually experiment a little bit. Yeah, because it's like you want you got, like, you got you don't want to play with other people's meat. That sounds horrible. Um, right. But you don't, you don't want to experiment and learn all these different oddball cuts and charcuterie and shit like that when you're risking it with somebody else's stuff. And there's an inherent an inherent risk that it's going to go wrong. Right. If you fuck up your own bacon, you can only be mad at you. If you fuck right. up somebody else's bacon, they're mad, not only because you fucked up their bacon, they don't yeah. get bacon.
2: Yeah. Because, like, I'm not a ham guy. Like, yeah. I don't save hams. It's not worth it for me. Like, we usually have turkey for Christmas. That's that and the other. Yeah. So, usually just end up going to sausage. And what I've really liked doing lately is taking the top, like, the yeah. top round out of it, mm-hmm. cleaning it all up, taking the little cap that's on it off, and mm-hmm. then cutting that into, like, eighth inch strips or eighth inch like cutlets yeah and i'll package like six to a package and you just bread them and fry them have you ever done like have you
0: ever made pork jerky
2: no i have not
0: take the hams like yeah take take like your bottom round or whatnot now granted you cannot take this stuff and just put it on the shelf it's too fatty keep it in your freezer but if you take that slice that up a little bit of a marinade on that, throw some seasoning on it, throw it in the smoker, and dehydrate that down. Oh my god! Really? Oh my god, that is the best. Su- sit you go fishing or something, you just pay a package of that out. Somebody will be like, What the hell is that? Because it's got that. All okay. right, yeah. try it sometime. Take like whatever. The other thing with hams, I like to do, I, I don't ever do boneless hams. I'm not dicking with yeah. some spiral cut crap. No, I like the small boneless hams, yeah, because they don't take near as long to cure, they don't take near right. as long to smoke. And I like having lunch meat that I can just throw on a sandwich.
2: That is true. I've that for me, that's that
0: what meat. it is. Being able to just slice that. Yeah. I, I don't want a whole ham. I rarely ever deal with a whole ham. Um, I may take some cubed ham and put it in a recipe or something like that. But it's very rare that I'm going to sit down. I mean, cut some ham steaks. You know, I've done yeah. that before. A small pig, I'll do bone in ham steaks and just run them across the bandsaw with a little bone in the middle.
2: Oh, absolutely. So I fry that's them
0: great. in a pan. That's great. But it's not something I really go out of my way for. But the boneless hams, yeah, that's like extra bacon to me.
2: My biggest thing has been the shoulder steaks. I love them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love shoulder steaks. Uh, they're the best. And mm-hmm. I don't. Do Are that do, that doing don't them, do them like, like country
0: style ribs?
2: I I just keep them whole. I keep them full steaks. Yeah, like set like seven bone steak or yeah, seven yeah. bone steaks. With chuck steaks. Um, basically. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, And usually how I break that at least if it's for me and honestly for the majority of my customers because it's a lot of people are new and they have no idea how to fill out a cut sheet. And I'm like, well, this is what I do. And so I'll do from like the beginning of it after you take the um, gland out after you Uh do all that I'll start at the edge of the shoulder blade, move in do mostly bone in cuts and then right around the tail end of the um, shoulder blade, I'll keep in, and then you mm-hmm. got like a four to five pound, uh, like butt roast. It's like yeah. it's perfect, best of both worlds. Yep. And I'll usually do them only about like an inch. I like them thin. Yeah.
0: I do a lot of those. Um, I'll do them just oh, that way for myself. I prefer it because honestly, it's better than any pork chop you'll ever have if you know how to do it right. Uh, the flavor is way better. But I usually only do like maybe half of on a pig because I I still want to have my my butt, right, roast. butt i love doing the pulled pork out of them no oh, absolutely Really love it yeah 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 but I, i'm gonna try doing some more of that if i've got especially if i've got some extra left of these i had a bunch of pork butts that i picked up on sale fishing mm-hmm. up the last little bit of deer sausage i have a feeling i'm gonna have one or two extra yeah so what do you do with 10 20 pounds extra pork i'm gonna try to i'm gonna cure some and make some like arkansas bacon Ooh,
2: yeah i really yeah. want to try that i've done
0: it year. before in the past when i worked for another processor and it was pretty good but I was cutting one up the other day. I deboned it. and I just had it flayed open. I took those pictures, and I was like, "Yeah, you sent them. Oh, yeah, it looked so much like bigot? Why did it? Oh, I got to do it. I got to. do it. You know.
2: Oh well, now I gotta, I gotta go take a picture of mine and put it in the Telegram group because I, I'm pretty sure I sent the picture into the Telegram group of my crosscuts from my pigs this past year. They yeah. were so marbled, and it I was. Oh yeah. Just like, oh uh, like. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, other than that, I don't get too crazy. I I actually don't keep pork chops. I'm not a big pork chop guy.
0: Really? You just do a so loin I'll, roast?
2: I'll do um, rib roasts, and then mm-hmm. I'll do stir fry out of the majority of it. Damn. Just because. I well, would get
0: murdered down here if somebody missed a pork chop.
2: I, we're not pork chops. Like, I don't love pork chops. There's just something yeah. about it. I'm like, eh.
0: People love fucking fried food down here. And so no, fried pork chops, especially the thin cut pork chops. I call them breakfast pork chops. God, people yeah. love that shit. I mean, no, I'd absolutely. Be clear,
2: but yeah. And um, probably next time I'll save some thin ones for like breakfast mm-hmm. pork chops or stuff like that. But it's right. the majority of the time I'm feeding the family and I'm looking for a quick, easy meal and stir fry usually yep. hits, that, hits that ticket. It's or all- I can chunk it up a little bit further and then I've got tacos or whatever like with the stir fry
0: you could could try to cure some of it and make canadian bacon sometimes i could
2: i've thought about that too yeah there's just something about it if
0: you don't like pork chops that much i'd definitely be trying that because that's the only reason i've not tried to do the whole canadian bacon or loin baker bacon before is because then i have to sacrifice pork chops
2: right and honestly next time i don't love boneless pork chops Mm -hmm. i don't mind like the um, loin chops i like them but I also love rib roasts. Like pork mm. rib roasts are oh, one yeah. of my favorite things. So I'm just left with that center where I'm like, "Yep, eh, like it's okay."
0: Yeah. Teach the right. Part. You ever get uh, get crazy with it and do like uh, like a crown roast or something? Just get. Fancy? I have. I have in
2: the past um, I when I was working for the gourmet or gourmet yep. shop. Um, we had people that would come in and ask for crown roast, and at that mm-hmm. point i was still so new sorry dogs really? um i was still so new that i was like yeah i can do that going sure. there and then you YouTube got it into it. and we're like what did yeah, i go in the bathroom and youtube for? it real quick i'm like i think so yeah i've done one in years i could still do it but like yeah for me i'm like meh
0: I don't usually volunteer for that kind of stuff but at the same time when somebody does act I get a little bit giddy cuz I'm like ooh I get a play. Well it's <laughs> not the well, same same shit it's,
2: it's the same thing like we were talking about last night with the pithing or not the yeah the pithing yeah it's like yeah. I want to try that but Something I also different. don't can I do that? I don't know. <laughs>
0: but I'll not know till I try and now rabbit hole
2: right now i'm definitely gonna do this and i have to find the right customer that's gonna let me do this to their cow and i hope i don't screw it up and die but you know hey right we'll figure it out
0: you only live once right
2: i, I was cleaning out the barn the other day and i found the just the push poles for like electric fence that yeah, i like saying that yep that would absolutely work
0: yeah i could see that it's just flexible enough right I what i was looking at the video and i couldn't quite tell from the angle where he's standing i'm like so where is he making the entrance to the spine is he doing it through the bullet hole is he is he severing at the back i know people head, coming do that which knees, is also is insane. He, is he coming in from the throat side where is he actually accessing the spinal column that's this he, is what i want to know i understand the he's,
2: rest <laughs> he's splitting he's taking the head off essentially like he's right. opening it up and popping that. head So he's back.
0: coming in from the inside, basically the throat side. Okay, I I thought so, but I was like, I really couldn't tell. And he was so quick with it. I'm like, yeah, because he also. I wish he had set your barrel like, camera like at an angle where I could see the detail.
2: Oh, it was awful. Like yeah. again, he's one of those people. Like I've went down the rabbit hole with his videos. I've been right.
0: watching a few of us since you sent me that. He's got a great channel. That guy is spot on with his shit.
2: Pro- what is it? Oz the home kill.
0: Uh, yeah, the like
2: Kiwi home kill guy on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. Not super creative with his name, but he's got good stuff. But it's oh, also yeah. like kind of shoddy camera work. But I the saw, guy knows exactly what he's doing.
0: He had a, a video, because he has that barrel cam. He had a video, um, and it was like two years ago or some shit like that, where uh, it was like a response, I think, to somebody who was talking shit. Like, you can't shoot cows with a twenty two lr And it was just literally him walking around, just like popped pop just dropping them yeah and, and like at a distance like 10 15 yeah. yard and i'm like nobody believes me but i do this this right here it's all about where yeah. you yeah
2: <laughs> i hate it i hate it so much i'm oh. not a person i'm not a person who's gonna go you can't do that because i know you can't i've seen it oh, done yeah. it is what it is i will never do it i'm comfortable
0: with it i'm more comfortable with it than i am <laughs> with the big round i've had to go wrong more, more times with the big rounds if i can get close enough to that animal with it while it's still calm 22 all day long. 22LR or, or mag?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm all about it.
2: <laughs> I'd like I'd like to pick up either a 22 mag or it's now, not an, I'll
0: only do that with a rifle.
2: Yeah, It's kind of an investment enough, for... It doesn't
0: generate enough speed coming out of a short barrel, right. but if you have a long barrel,
2: yeah. It's kind of an investment for uh, a slaughter gun, but I think I might yeah. make it. Is I, have a, I think it's a, Henry makes a... 45 long cult lever action.
0: Oh that's not about, an investment for slaughter. That's a toy gun, and you know you just want it. Come on. Right. Don't, but don't if I hey, us. hey,
2: hey, if it's a slaughter, if it is a slaughter gun, I can then write it off on my taxes as a business. I understand.
0: Suspense. I'm not I'm not at all arguing against that, well we know why you want that 45 right. lever gun. Right. Not for but, slaughter. It's because you want a 45 lever gun, but you can justify it.
2: Right. But also I can use it for difference like. Because I do need something. I don't this is have something. Why I
0: bought home. the circuit? I've got my Ot
2: Six. That's why I I've bought the, my the Circuit
0: Judge that is that's the forty five long Colt for uh four ten, just like what you got, but it's the rifle version. I bought that for that was my excuse.
2: I want it so it's bad. A spot I want it. How much do you want for it? I'll buy it right now. <laughs> uh they go
0: for about eight hundred
2: right now. Yeah, the one I'm looking at is about nine. Yeah. So Well uh, they, were,
0: they went for about eight hundred when I got it like a year ago and I no, made... so
2: now it's about 10,000
0: <laughs> who knows well it was originally about four when I first started looking at it. it's why I even considered it and I have a customer down the road for me that has an FFL and he, he, he's a That's, gun dealer and yeah. I he got like obsessed when I was telling him about it like he just started looking all over and I'm like dude you don't have to find it but if you run across one I'm like I'm not hurting to buy one right. right now he calls me up one day he goes I just ordered two I found some good deals so if you want it I'm like what he, he got this thing brand new out of the box. It had been fired like one time, still had everything brand new from like a pawn shop in Georgia shipped to him. And yeah, it cost him about 800 He goes, here's the deal. I'm going to cut you. Pay me half next year. You process one deer on you. And I'm like, sold now. Yeah, Our price? Fuck. Shut up. Shut up take my gun. money. Yeah, I've got a gun now. I'm, it's going to pay for itself in the slaughters I'm going to do between now and then. And I promise you, I might do four hundred dollars worth of deer value for you, but it's not going to cost me that. It's just sweat equity yeah. at that point. I'm down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I got a hell of a deal on it, but it, I, I probably couldn't pick one up for under a thousand now.
2: No, yeah. God, no. Yeah. But no, like right now, I have I have my four ten um, break action. Like I just got a little single shop yeah, uh, yep. four ten, which was worked great. Like slugs, I've done a usually. Lot... Huh? Slugs usually is that what you yeah, use usually. Yep, yep. Um actually always. I never do anything unless it's like uh, it's I've done to
0: make or some shit.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um but finding 410 is literally impossible.
0: It's really fucking hard. Anytime but I've gotten you... 410, I've literally got it through him and he'll like watch all the ammo sales around the country. And, and that's what
2: it is. It's about. like you have to hunt for it. Right. It's like if you spend like $700 in the next 30 seconds, you can buy this yeah. amount online like it's like
0: all right and it's man, like, if you don't like, get it now you may not see it for four more months
2: yeah yeah so I I have some people tell me I can put the 45 long call through that and I'm like I'm all set I don't need to do that
0: <laughs> yep yep we're always still bullshitting Rachel that's what we yes. do
2: thought you were going to bed
0: <laughs> we're good. yeah no she had to go let's put the ducks to bed she came oh, back. all
2: right there you go but, yeah.
0: No, we should about wrap it up because I've got to get this this site uploaded, though. But I'm sure we'll have to we'll have to revisit, though. What the fuck do you do once you get that pork on the table? But I think we did a pretty good job about going through the the yeah, process. I think, of, I think
2: we summed it up pretty quick. From
0: putting a bullet into it to getting it in the cooler, you know, at, yeah. at least get you pointed in the right direction. And, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, it took, but, a, it took us, what, three episodes to get the mental, like, acuity together to do beef? And we did pigs know in one like go? That.
0: No, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Ireland Jock series here, where we talk about we so far we've got some dead animals, uh, nothing, nothing's processed yet,
2: <laughs> right? Yeah,
0: well, the tip yeah, if you guys are
2: waiting for the next episode, you guys are kind of screwed, right? <laughs> right, right.
0: Well, that said, I should put this out there. I mentioned it earlier. Um, I my shitty intro that I pre recorded that came out terrible. I kind of mentioned that episode 50, uh, I'm going to be doing a giveaway when that comes up. I was thinking that's going to be May, and then I also realized that I'm dumb and numbers are hard. And it's not going to be May if I keep at the same pace that I'm currently doing, because right. that's 15 fucking episodes. I don't know why I was thinking 45 instead of 35 or something. I don't for know. Like, anyway, I'm still going to see if I can get to there. Um, I may squeeze in some extra interview episodes on like a Saturday or something, get like a second one in in a week. Uh, I'm getting to the time of year where I can maybe make that viable. Uh, during deer yeah. the season, there's just no fucking way, so but I do have some other people too. I'm sorry, Kyle, other than just you that want to be on the show occasionally, so I will yeah, probably no, have you here regularly enough. But I'm gonna try to see if I can get and a lot of other people who are, do want to get on the show a weekend works out better for them. Oh, so, absolutely. Uh, I've had a few people that have been on the show in the past that I may get some Saturday episodes in, and I'll let you guys know when that's coming up. If you know anybody who has something to share, whether it's even poultry processing or stuff like that, that I don't typically deal with. I love having that kind of stuff on the show. I want to try to get uh, that rebel poultry guy back on again. He was back on like episode 10. Um, He's got a bunch of new shit. He's getting into pigs and stuff now too, but he was raising like sustainable Cornish cross, like crossbreeding with other stuff and and actually getting meat birds at home. And it's it's cool shit that he's doing. So I want to get more folks like that on because not everybody is processing the large shit. So
2: if you know of somebody that is
0: knowledgeable in that and wants to get on the show, send them a message, let me know. I'm gonna be reaching out to some people and trying to get some stuff going there. But that said, go follow shit. Send your friends. Tell them to go follow YouTube. Go steal your grandma's freaking YouTube account and sign up and follow me too or whatnot. Get it up. If we get it up to a thousand followers by the time I reach episode 50, I'm gonna give away one year of the seasoning of the month, which is $150 value to somebody. So there's your incentive go go get my my follower shit up so i can actually monetize this shit and pay the internet bill with the podcast <laughs> and i'll pay you back so there we go but all right well i'll wrap this up i'm going to get the audio side up we'll uh, catch up with you guys later if you want to hear more from uh, me and kyle you can hear from us all day every day probably more than you ever want to over in the Telegram, definitely more
2: definitely more than you want to.
0: down below uh but if you're if you're looking to learn more and you you just kind of want some uh resources and the advice of people who do this shit for a living that's the best place you probably can go it's the best place i know of to find this kind of shit on the internet and be able to communicate directly with people who do it so or if you really like gifts or if you really like gifts and talking shit there's a lot yeah, of exactly. that. If, uh, you'll you'll find out uh what it's like to kind of hang out in the back room of a butcher shop when you're hanging it's pretty out close it's-, it's pretty damn close but I'll tell you what, we haven't had a lot of people that just peace out. I can't handle it. So right. uh, it's its its own little culture, but it's fun. It is. It really is. So okay. with that said, guys, I will uh, get everything uh, locked down here and ready to go before they kick me out of this park. And uh, we will see you all later. Catch me for that audio question and stuff in the morning if you're over in Telegram. And I'll say, uh, well, my new little sign out is going to be keep your knife sharp. Keep your mind sharper. You got it in there. <laughs> ended up there with Kyle any any words of wisdom I don't have many no okay cool (laughs) (laughs) all right